0: everyone, here's the latest Build, Tune, Race podcast with myself and Doug Cook of Motion Raceworks. We go over all things Motion Raceworks, as well as talk about a lot of things Gen 5 related for the new Gen 5 engine that GM has out, and he holds the world record right now for the fastest combo. So check it out, and I hope you guys get some good information out of it. What's going on, man?
1: What's going on? <laughs> Hard at it today? Yeah, still at the shop a little bit, so working on some things after hours, trying to get caught been a crazy week so
0: that's a good thing though oh yeah did you get caught up or still trying to get caught up from uh lights out because you took a little trip down there huh
1: yeah well luckily uh um we're getting to the point now where we have some guys that stay behind so we keep up with orders for the most part while we're gone now and then uh we're just uh pretty hot into some development stuff and uh new parts new cars and
0: all kinds of stuff. Heck yeah. So. You got a you got a few projects going on. I know that much. So, uh, yep.
1: Yep. We're getting into the uh, months where I'm not going to be sleeping much. So.
0: Yeah, race season is <laughs> almost upon us.
1: Yeah, I was just watching the video about your build. That looks like it's coming along pretty good.
0: Yeah, I, I want to do more with it, but it's. You got to gotta choose business or trying to grow something or spend the money on playing. And that's always a battle, but yep. it'll get done. I really want to get it done for, uh, for some events this summer. And it's going to be simple. Uh, so actually I want to go over some things that you'll know about the LT stuff that I don't know about. And I was like, oh, I'll send him a message back and forth. And I was like, no, I'll just wait until we get on the live feed and ask him. So that I works. know you'll, you'll have the answers. Yeah, that works. <laughs> so why don't, uh, why don't we, as we get started, tell everybody kind of who you are or what uh, what you do and what uh, Motion Raceworks is and all of that stuff.
1: Cool. So, Motion is a thing that we dreamed up about three years ago. started off as just me, and I raced uh, Ultra Street Car and 04 Cobra, just like your typical LS swap stuff. And I just was like, oh, I kind of got to have something to name my uh, – my race program. So I was like, Oh, motion race works. I dreamed up. So at that point I was kind of working the corporate world and stuff. And, uh, at that point people kind of started to take notice of the cars we were building and the things we were doing And there. And uh, I started building cars for other people. And then, uh, along the way I started building, you know, custom parts and stuff, just things that I'm like, man, I wish they had this, or I wish they did this better. The next thing you know, people are buying the parts from us or asking about them. I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. So I started, uh, I think our first product we ever made was a uh, turbo flames that had like little ears on it to mount it because nobody had a good way to mount a turbo. So <laughs> sure. we just sold out of those and sold out of them and sold out of them. And then we just started making more products. And then before you know it, I'm like, hey, I might quit my normal job and do this. And then a uh, couple months up, Flash back a little bit i joined up forces with uh, my brother and uh, another buddy um at that early on and uh, we just kind of pushed the three of us back and forth and uh next thing you know i was like quitting my day job and uh we started we opened a shop um store and then the retail or the online retail business took off and then um so now you know our big focus is our own products because we keep designing and making new products but we're also like the boost EFI superstore. So, uh, it's kind of what we're uh, aiming to be and just a problem solver and a place where you can go and get the parts that actually matter and not like floor mats and shit. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, I saw you made a post here. I don't know. It's been maybe a month, two ago that said, Hey, if you have any products that you're looking to have made or have any ideas for us, send us a message. And that's not, it's not very common in the, uh, Motorsports, yeah. Area, so it's really cool, man, that you're just willing to reach out and say, "What do you guys got? What can we, what can we do?"
1: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, kind of the nature of it all is, if one person is having an issue, everybody's having an issue. So that's kind of, you know, the reason why our company started is because I was building cars. I'm like, man, this sucks. There's got to be a better way. And so I just try and listen to what people say, and luckily. Uh, My brother is now full-time at the shop and he does all of our design work and he's an engineer. Uh, So we're just pumping out new designs and we're kind of at the point now where uh, we used to outsource a lot of our machining stuff and now we're um, purchasing CNC machines to do it all in-house so we can be faster and do more stuff. So
0: yeah. Heck yeah, that's always nice when you have it right there and for R&D purposes you can whittle out something that you need right then and there and it goes on and we had a water jet Uh, i worked for my dad we had a water jet so that was always nice i need a fabrication tab that's this long by this big with this hole in it that whatever you just go knock it out and throw it on the car and that was super handy
1: yeah i mean i feel like the market kind of takes care of itself with the big stuff you know everybody's after the the big dollar items the big parts and they always kind of forget the little stuff and that's what we focus on that's what that's what we want to help people with. So uh, luckily a lot of the stuff we've kind of developed and come out with has been stuff that people are like, yeah, I did need that. So a lot, some of the parts I'll go back and forth with Brian who's the other partner and then my brother and they are like, you're crazy, man. Why would you make that? And I'm like, well, I want it. I guarantee it sells. Bet me. So we'll make <laughs> it. and then they'll sell.
0: but yeah. Yep. Heck yeah. That's the way it, uh, that's the way that it is though. You, when you're in it, you're not just looking at it from another side of it. You're looking at it as what can I use? And I'm sure through your LT, through your Nova build, you figured out a lot of what wasn't out there yet, especially using a platform that wasn't even, nobody's really done what you did with the LT yeah. platform. Yeah. I mean,
1: kind of the interesting take on our businesses, we're not sitting around like a boardroom with a bunch of suits and ties on and khakis and shit. Like, <laughs> thinking, man, what can we make next? What's going to give us a bunch of profit? We're like, I'm sitting in the garage working on stuff on the weekend and I'm just writing notes. Like I need this, I need this, I need this. And I know everybody else needs it. So that's why we, I think that's why we're unique and we're growing so fast. So
0: so you, you offer a wide range of parts now, right? I mean, you have your motion weight Raceworks line of stuff yep. um, that consists of one-off like fabricated parts, headers, better kits on um, the different things, all sourced of very high quality uh, pieces and parts like your, your headers, you're working with stainless works on those, right?
1: Yeah. We're uh, developing a couple different lines with them um, on some private label stuff for us. Uh, traditionally, I always built and made my own headers myself and uh, you know, one of the challenges we're running across is just labor. So, you know, there's always, in a given population, there's only so many guys who can just lay down beautiful weld beads like uh, Stephen Eads of the world or something like that. I, I can do it. I don't have enough time today, so we're just kind of working with a lot of good companies in industry, and I feel like that's another kind of uh, soul to what we're doing. Is I'll will boot the shit companies, man. I'm not afraid to tell them to kick rocks and. <laughs> I don't, cause I don't really care at the end of the day. It's all about, you know, making sure that when something's on our site, people are like, man, that's, I know it's good. Cause Doug doesn't stand for that shit. So, uh, but yeah, we're, we're so fortunate to have, there is like a little subsector of this business that of guys that are cool with making stuff in the USA. Still, uh, people are focused on quality. And if you look around our website, those are the brands that we represent. So
0: Absolutely. So, what what other products I would say that you uh, that you kind of pride yourself on? What do um, you, you know, we've we've had, a,
1: we've had a lot of success in the uh, boosted and EFI world. So, um, we do really good with uh, turbochargers and stuff like that. We teamed up with Precision. Sorry, I lost you there first. I was getting a call. Uh, we teamed up with Precision a couple of years ago and uh, I just thought, it, you know, I've had so much success with everything I've used with them that it's uh, and they're really kind of getting in tune with the market. Um, they're coming out with a, a budget series turbo. Um, they released a couple of them recently. So they're they're good, uh, a good partner with us. We've been building some pretty nasty combos lately. Um, and then we work really closely with fuel systems with people. Um, I think that's like a really uh, underestimated portion of the market. People don't know what the hell they're doing with it. And a lot of times, whether it's a company I sell or somebody else, a lot of the times the failures and the issues people have are their own doing. So uh, we put a lot of fuel system kits together. We do a lot of uh, consulting with that type of thing. Um, we work with TBM Brakes, they have such an awesome, innovative new line of brakes uh, their stuff is like, it's like here, you know? So, uh, we really like working with them and we've kind of taken a liking to their products. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on, but I mean, we're just kind of weeding through the, uh, companies we want to work with and don't want to work with Texas speed. Um, they, they've been around forever. They've, uh, had their ups and downs, but man, those guys are just kicking ass these days. So we're, uh, doing some dyno testing with them and developing new products with them. So I'm, I'm sure I could name off 10 other, Oh, Stroud safety, they're, they're kick-ass, but yep. yeah, I'll go on and on, but nobody wants to hear me talk about companies in the infomercial forever. So.
0: No, but that's what it's, that's what I think kind of sets you apart too, is it's, you're doing that. You are, you're going through the companies. You're only putting your name behind stuff that you would run yourself, that yeah. you're doing yourself. You're not just reselling it because you have a good that you can put a good markup on it. You're yeah. only it's all quality stuff. So anything that somebody orders from you, I've I've kept up, and it was crazy, man. You've you've grown so fast. It seems like at least in the social media world. Yeah. Uh, no, it, from, the company has too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because, like, I remember watching the little uh, your bump box or <laughs> your bump buttons and stuff that you have that mount to the steering yeah, wheels, and that was kind of. Yeah. yeah, it seemed like everybody was all about those and they were buying. I was like, well, motion racing. oh, that's a cool product. That's kind of innovative and different. And it, it, it's, a, it's a complete package, something that somebody can get from you and just put on the car and use it. It's not, oh, uh, here's a button and here's a bracket, and then it might or might not fit your steering wheel or whatever. So I was, that's what I started really kind of paying attention to when you started running stuff like that. I was like, oh, wow. So definitely doing some stuff to uh, create interest and outside the box thinking. On the, uh I, I got a question for the precision line of stuff on your Nova. You ran the seventy six seventy fives, right?
1: Sixty seven, sixty
0: six is what and I have. here. yeah. Okay. So we're, yeah, we're doing a build where we're going to use some seventy sixes, but there's your regular gen, and then you got your pro mod gen twos. What's, you know, really the big difference on those? Well, there's the, the there's price a, difference yeah. is huge.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a couple lines so. They have their new cast wheel 7675, which is a really affordable one. We've been selling shit out of those. Uh, the 7675 CEA, that's a nasty little turbo you can make. like, I had an LS notch back like seven years ago that went 840s at 3,000 pounds on one of those. Um, wow. That's an awesome turbo. The Gen 2 is a ball bearing uh, turbo with the new wheel on it. Same, Pretty much the same turbo, other than that, as the 7675. And then they have like a. GT42, which has a big Pro Mod cover, and it's got a uh, different wheel. Uh, so, they got a couple different options. Um, but, yeah, the 76 the, and the
0: Do I got gotcha. you. So, the Gen 2 is kind of there. All the bells and whistles, but not, not necessarily completely needed to make the power, but it's just a better... Yeah. You can set.
1: You can count on, like, another 100 or a little bit more horsepower out of the Gen 2, and then you got the ball bearing stuff, so you can, like, push it higher in the boost and not worry about thrust issues and all of that. So um, we're on the Nova. We're actually, we pulled the 67s off and we're putting a 76, 75 Gen 2s on it. So we'll give it a run this year.
0: So so the post you made earlier, then I asked if anybody had any questions. They said, are you going to go for sixes?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're going to give it a damn shot. So... uh, (laughs) Put it this way: We're putting, uh, we're gonna make sure it's got a diaper on the car this year. So uh, I'm like my own biggest competitor. So um, we never really did get a chance to turn it up last year on the 67s. I'm pretty sure the car would have gone like 750s, 740s on those turbos. Uh, yeah. Literally the next day after we went 770, it snowed. So like we finally got everything <laughs> sorted out. Then we had one day of like greatness, and then it was like, oh, there's snow. So.
0: And that was pretty cool. So 1320, you got a – was, it was 1320, right, that shot that video when you guys went your seven-second pass?
1: Yeah, uh, Mike Pryka of Photography came out. Uh, he's an acquaintance of mine from Chicago, and he was like, dude, you're going to make history today. I got to come down. I'm like, okay. So it was just like a private test session. There's about four or five cars.
0: Very cool. So I want to get in. if you guys would, for Doug and I, please hit the share button down below in the comments. Uh, share this out to everybody, all your friends, race car people for us and uh we'll get into some more here so you went to drag week right you kind of yep. got the car done right before drag week and i love these stories everybody's got one mm-hmm. uh so if you share your drag week story with us oh. i know it was a it was a battle
1: <laughs> oh god it was terrible uh it was great and terrible all at the same time but so we started i started um The Nova build, like this time last year, and uh, it was a tall order. Dude, I got made fun of so much by everybody. They're like, You're just a hillbilly from Iowa. Like, you're trying to do nobody, like, people aren't even swapping these things and whatever. So, long nights, late weekends, no sleep. Uh, Like, June, come June, the car was like all fabbed up. I think I just got the motor. Well, long story short, the month or two leading up to. Drag week was just pure hell. I slept on the couch. uh, I can't in the shop. I don't know how many times. Like my buddy Brad Nagel was wiring it, and we nobody wanted to help us because they were kind of laughing at us. Uh, There were like some other companies in the industry, like kind of joking about it. And anyways, long story short, we got to the point where the car went in fire, and I think it was like three weeks before Drag Week. I I gave up. I went down. I actually went down to Denver, hung out with my girlfriend for a week. And uh, a buddy of mine from Australia met me. He actually did Drag Week, and I met him in Denver. And he's like, dude, you got to go back. Get the car running. So the, the last two weeks before Drag Week, we, uh, we, I rolled back. And it was just it was freaking hell, man. It was terrible. We have stayed up every hour of every day working on it. And uh, literally three days, I think it was three days before Drag Week, we put it on the dyno for the first time. And it was like idling. It was the biggest (laughs) pile of shit ever. It wouldn't even run. So long story short, we went back and forth a number of times. And uh, the day before drag week, I'm like, man, I can't get full throttle. The thing will only give me 40% throttle. There's a whole chain of events of things that were wrong just from the Uh flop. The thing about that car is a lot of people had gen five cars that were running good but nobody knew how to swap one and make it do that you know in like an old muscle car so that's what we were bad right so drag week came up and my brother's like dude you really want to go with it it won't like it won't even go a 15 second quarter mile no we're doing this man so we went through testing to like dude we were in the tech line at drag week and i was wiring the car still and not because i was trying to be a drama queen i was wiring the car And, uh, so anyways, get through tech. The next day we go down track 15 seconds. And at that point I'm like, man, this is going to be one (laughs) embarrassing week. So we started, I started calling every person that could ever possibly know anything about gen five stuff. Even like general motors. I was in contact with the engineers at general motors and everybody's like, man, I have no idea. Well, uh, the third night of drag week, i the second night of drag week, I'm like, man, it acts like there's a clutch or some type of switch. Anyways. Uh, I, so the third night when we got to the hotel, we pulled the entire wiring harness out of the car and, uh, I found two wires that needed to be connected. So like in a Camaro, if you had like a clutch switch, it would have connected them. Long story. I see. It was fixed then. And, uh, so then we had the last two days and we went nines the last two days. We had some issues and, uh, but it was awesome because we went from like the guy. I remember hearing in the announcement, like, "Oh, this poor guy, you know, I can't believe he's still going with this thing because every pass was like 15 seconds, man. I couldn't even do a burnout." And then the like final two days they're like, "Whoa, look at this thing!" And then it, and then people started, thinking <laughs> "Hold of, it for a car. <laughs> uh, And then,
0: uh, and then not not long after that, right, is when you set their Gen Five record.
1: Yeah, we had a uh, those. Gen 5s have a really interesting valve train compared to an LS. And uh, what we learned is on a a combo like that, in my opinion, the uh, stock rocker arms just aren't really necessarily sufficient. Um, We're going to play around with some uh, different uh, valve train tricks to see if we can't fix that in uh, some future builds. But long story short, it ate the tips off the top of the uh, valves. Um, So we tore the motor apart. AES engines rebuilt it and then like a month later I think we went in and it was like everybody was still kinda like you'll never go sevens and uh we turned it up I think we went like eight ten our first pass or second pass and then from there it was just chipping away at it so
0: And if you guys don't know the video we're talking about, uh thirteen twenty video did it. Do you know the title of the video? Uh I think it was they
1: were bored with L S engines. Hold on, i got some fruit gushers for Trevor Kurtz. There you go.
0: <laughs> Those are available now on Motion's website. Oh, yeah, I saw
1: uh, that. <laughs> yep. Uh, but, yeah, that that 1320 video kind of – they were about the only guys who really took note, and Kyle was following me all week uh, from 1320. He's like, how you doing, man? How's it going? Are you making any headway? Like every day he'd check in. So it was pretty cool by the end of the week because he had, like, a good – like Cinderella story put together in video and uh everybody else was walking by the car the whole week and they're like, Oh, that's a nice looking L S motor. I'm like, It's not an LS motor. If it was I would be kicking <laughs> some ass right now. <laughs> so uh but yeah, by the end of the week, you know, Kyle had a pretty cool setup going.
0: Very cool man. I'm trying to turn off my dang ringer, it keeps uh keeps going off on here. So so after watching kind of what you did, I've kind of had the idea of building an RX2, and then I ended up getting a Gen 5 L83. Yep. Um, I'm Mine's going to be that completely – I know you know it, but uh, some people don't or whatever, but it's completely stock L83, and I'm just going to see what it does in the car. But I want it to drive from here to the, like, drag week, whether that's two hours or ten hours away, go do it and drive it back, like, super drivable. Yep. Um, If you saw my build, it's super close to the – uh, front of the car because the car is tiny. Is the L is the LT com- comparable to like the LS where your um, accessories sit closer? Corvette, Camaro, truck. Yeah. Is that all the same?
1: Yeah, I would say the uh, the LT like on the Nova we have the LT four crank in it. That thing's super tight. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say basically yeah. And then like the truck accessories are a little closer than the uh, Corvette stuff. Um, or than the uh, than the LS truck accessories, but basically the the dimensions of the LT are identical to the LS on the outside is what we found. Front right water, water ports to trans um, trans plate are identical. So side to side so physically, yeah.
0: No longer the only thing that I saw the uh, mechanical fuel pump sits off the back of the engine mm-hmm. a little bit. I that, guess that makes um, that kind of a pain on some stuff right so what's now on you you're not running any of this but maybe you can answer that for me i'm looking at keeping probably the dod and everything so i gotta have the little air pump right uh the vacuum pump on the front yeah yeah the little vacuum pump
1: that's probably a question for somebody else i threw that shit away okay. a long ago <laughs> yeah you got rid
0: of all that I- I don't know why. I think I want to just put it in there so I have a completely stock setup to kind of play with, like on HP tuners and all that. So I, yeah. So if somebody wanted to come to me and say, "Hey, can you tune my LT?" Then I have a yeah basic understanding of what it is from the stock and go from there. But. That's uh, really cool. that's what I was talking to somebody like I'll oh, just gut that I'm like well that's kind of what I I want to keep it for now I'm sure it won't be on there for very long but yeah at least at the beginning
1: it's always cool to challenge yourself a little bit we threw that away because um I had basically on the front of the the cam there's a uh, oil filled uh timing gear and uh from what um I understand that, those things don't get very happy with uh, cars that have huge dynamic changes and horsepower and two steps. So um, I knew that was going to be a tuning challenge. So we just kind of threw that out the window right away.
0: But, so, and then on your car, your, your stock computer, except for you're using an aftermarket ECU to power the injectors that are in the intake, like what would be a conventional EFI engine? Right? Yep.
1: Yeah, Blake Hughes uh, converted one of the Holley 417s for me. Um, But, yeah, we're using port injection on that. We actually um, since have changed the ignition over to um, the aftermarket ECU2 because at the time when we did that 770 pass, nobody had a two-step for that. So we were having a hard time getting a car to leave, especially on drag radials. Uh, Sure. So I was able to – figure out how to disable all of the ignition controls for the stock ecu uh, which was kind of interesting and that was like a couple day process in itself but we got that figured out um yeah so that was nice as far as like in uh power management and all that stuff i saw david henderlong said on here that dod isn't related to the air Ooh. pump so but, yeah
0: how to use it try to use it as a vacuum pump instead of the uh for the cranky vac.
1: yeah since it's already in there I
0: will say the LT seems to make a little bit
1: more crankcase pressure than the LS motor does, so make sure you got that thing vented properly.
0: What what do you what's your whole take on the LT? I, like what's I guess you said what crank is in yours? Mine's an LT4 crank. Um, and then you have good rods and pistons in it?
1: Yep. I would say that motor is the next step past the LS. Uh the head, the head bolts are bigger diameter. Um, everything's beefier from the factory on that motor. Uh, the cranks are better from what I see. The uh, the intake ports are phenomenal on it. Um, I know initially there were some guys that were kind of concerned about the exhaust port because they have a, kind of a funky little turn at the end of them, which is very non-traditional. Right. But those heads make Ridiculous power. I I I have had comparable LS setups to what my LT motor was, and none of them would have responded like what my motor did on my Nova. So um, I think that's a pretty bright future for those motors. And uh, once people, I plan on making it uh, better and easier for the LT world. That's kind of what we're focusing on parts-wise. But once people realize that, I think it's going to be a huge uh, takeoff in the market. Because I mean, they've been out for three or four years now. So there's millions of them out there right. in the streets. And uh, <laughs> right now they're, a, they're a bargain. You can buy a badass. I mean, the heads are miles above the LS head. So they're a bargain and you can buy them and uh, buy them up now. Because once people right. figure it out. yeah.
0: So I mean, I, The guy that I got mine from, he pulled it out of a truck uh, and put a 6.2 in it, the L86, and he had this for sale. And he wanted fourteen hundred bucks. I got it down to like eleven hundred. So I have eleven hundred in my LT from intake to pan, uh thirty thousand mile engine. So I mean Yeah. And those rotating parts inside that thing are badass, so Right, i I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> yeah. That's what uh I don't know how much I'll beat on it, but I'm sure I, I don't think it'd be too crazy to beat on it for a year or something and then end up boosting it or whatever to see what it'll really do or For sure. It's always hard to say that you won't go faster and then you go out and and you always want to turn it up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, everybody does. (laughs) Heck, yeah. Um, What else we got? What other projects? You uh, you want to talk about your other cars that you kind of got going? Mm, The one I can't talk about yet. Uh, But I will say we got a
1: pretty sick-ass drag week car coming up. So um, we're starting that next week there'll be a little YouTube series uh, about it, kind of a little mini reality show um, that we're going to be doing. Uh, People definitely want to check that out. Uh, We have a uh, Coyote Swap Fox that we are hot on the making parts for. Um, We just crossed over to the Coyote world quite a bit on a bunch of different platforms. We bought a, uh, last year we bought a car almost, I won't say I forgot about it. Like, like in a bragging way, but we almost forgot about the car. It was just sitting out back, uh, but it's a 2012 Mustang. And uh, that thing's getting all the boost too. And uh, I got a p- pretty cool C10 project I'm wrapping up right now as well. So we got our hands full. We've, uh, we're we hiring people and stuff. So kind of the goal is that we can keep doing what we do rather than getting caught up in the day-to-day stuff. So.
0: Yeah, I saw your post about looking for somebody that, uh, that'll uh video and do all that stuff. So that'll be a really cool little project. And that's that's kind of what I've figured out with, like, the new car and vlogging and all that is if you can document it while you're building it, it's – you get a lot of people that wonder, like, if you would have documented your whole Nova build and mm-hmm. trials and tribulations and everything that you went through on it, like, how much content there would be there and people could learn from and yep. all that. But Yeah, I mean, my
1: whole yeah. thing, too, is, like, I've always been – this has been my like take on business. Like, dude, I fail as much or more than anybody else because I'm willing to, I don't care. I'll take that loss. Uh, but you know, for our customers, that's why I decided to do like the Nova and this new project, because I'm like, man, if I can, if I can fail at this and teach people how I (laughs) failed, they won't fail. And I know that, you know, together we'll develop all kinds of new crap and, uh, things are just better. And, you know, I went back after we did the Nova and I tried to put together a blog. I did pretty good. I'm, I have a pretty good uh, writing ability, but it's like, you forget so much of it. Whereas if I had, like, we're going to have a videographer just following me around for, for the next six months uh, while we build this new Mm -hmm. project. And uh, so surely he's going to capture the good, bad and the ugly. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, that's all part of it. I guess you got to, you got to pick and choose, and that's where I guess editing can come in. But sometimes that's the best parts, or the, uh, are the hard parts that you don't want to show. But that's where you actually are learning and doing what you can do. So,
1: yeah, I don't have any. Ego. Be cool, so I'm okay that'll be shown as the... whatever you know.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that'll be cool. So you're doing Drag Week for sure, then. For sure. Any other, any other events that you kind of plan on, or that you want to go to, or. I want to,
1: so the Nova I did I did a few updates on. So I'm gonna go drag some dudes around on the no prep scene a little bit this year. Uh, <laughs> there's some people who's uh, got a little big in the britches the last couple of years, so it's time to step out there a little bit and just have some fun, even if I don't win. But it's I think it'll be fun. I when I started this business, I sold my I sold everything I had race car wise, and I've just been dying to go out and race again. So. I want to go have fun with that. And then this new project, hopefully we get it done sometime in the summer. And uh, I'd like to do drag week with it and go to the LS Fest and a couple other things. And then uh, we already got invited to SEMA with this new car. So it'll be pretty fun.
0: Cool. Yeah, I plan on being out there. So at least uh, I saw you walking around PRI. That's always a cool event. You're getting ready to do your little uh, interview with Precision when you're in there. Oh, yeah. And stuff. So I was going to say, hey, but I was like, guys. Oh, yeah, he looks a little busy right now, so. Oh, he chose to die. <laughs> no, yeah. it's all good. But that place you uh, you see somebody once, and then it that's it's a big place. I'm sure you'll be back at uh, PRI this year, running around yeah, and think, everything.
1: Yeah. I think this new project car will be in a booth there too. So.
0: Sure. Absolutely, yeah. man. That's uh, that's so cool. I saw Jordan cross-posted two jerker in the house. So. Two jerker in the you, house. You, you... <laughs> <laughs> you guys were at lights out with the uh, is it a? I don't want to mess not it up. A dart. It's a dart? Yep. dart, yeah. That's what I thought. That's so that, that that thing the is dart. <laughs> <it's> the dart, it's <laughs> the world's fastest leaf sprung yep. car. Yeah, Danny Digby, and that car cool. here. I <laughs> can get this cash at uh, LSX Work versus the world.
1: Uh, no, Danny Digby above that's uh, Jason Digby owns the uh, tooth jerker dart.
0: Oh, okay. You'll
1: never meet a bunch of guys that have more heart than those guys. Uh, we just have had a blast with them. We've only been to one race so far with them, but uh, we were pretty fortunate. They, uh, we were working on them uh, a couple things with them early in the year, and uh, we had an opportunity to help their program out, and they had obviously help us out a little bit. And uh, so we're pretty excited about going to some more drag radio races. That's where I. That's where I get down and. My girlfriend, like, won't go to the races with me because I'm just, like, here, there, everywhere. I'm just, like, talking to everybody and helping, trying to figure out what we can do and what we can make. And it's just a blast. Like, if you've never gone to a Ducks race, you owe it to yourself to go to one of those.
0: Yeah, maybe I can do it in, uh, what is it, November, October, October. whatever. Uh, November October, yeah. October, yeah. So I'd love to, man. That's It's a heck of a trip. Well, you know it. That's a long – it's a long trip from – Up here in the midwest and stuff to get down there but it's it's worth it It, it's definitely the event and i guess for for you and partnering up with those guys and putting your logo there across the side of the car which it couldn't have been a better matching car for the logo and everything looks so good on it uh the amount of people that get on and watch it on the live stream and just being there in person that's it's a ton of exposure out there so that's a uh you you're planning it. Well, you're putting yourself in, uh, I've seen some other YouTube channels and the stuff that people are using your products and all that. So it's, it's cool, man. I'm
1: I'm glad to see it. I think the the reason, one of the reasons why we were so excited about, um, working with Lyle and Jason and all those guys is like, our focus is just racing, like the new style, small tire racing. Um, so, you know, we got our roots in the ls stuff but we're branching out all over the place and you know a lot of the new products that you'll see coming from us are just very much helpful to people and fill in gaps in the market that cover everything from that to what i build and what you build and everything else so
0: sure and also I'll, I'll say it from my experience i mean i've had some questions for doug and i've sent him a message and you're right back to me man i I appreciate that. And I know you're doing that for many, many other people. So if you guys have something you're working on and Doug can help you out, I know he's more than, more than willing. I know he'll, you he can say that he'll help you out or he'll respond, but he gets back to me super fast and I appreciate it. I appreciate you getting on here and you're just, you're a good dude in the car industry for sure. And that's yeah, pretty awesome. to see everything you're doing.
1: I know there's a point where I won't be able to respond to everybody. And I, sometimes there's weeks when I get that way, but I always try and circle back. I'll just roll back through sure. my messages and, uh, you know, yeah, I think I just think it's really important. Awesome. That, I think it's important that people have like a real resource. You know, uh, we've I've built enough stuff and have enough uh, contacts that if I don't know, I can get people set up with somebody who does. Sure. So, the thing I hated Absolutely. about the uh, this industry, um, and one of the reasons why we started was because it was such like a uh, old boys club, like if you knew this person or you were friends with so-and-so, like you could, you could get an answer or you could get the latest product. So like, I just remember how many times when I first started racing, like I'd buy something and It'd be like, Oh, but you only have version one. Now there's version three. I'm like, dude, I bought this two months ago. How, how did that, like, who do you, who do you have to be to get that part? So I, I hope we can change the industry a little bit in terms of that.
0: Sure. Absolutely. What, uh, if somebody needs to get a hold of you or whatever what's all your handles i know you have you have your motion race works facebook yep. you got instagram yep. you got everything and then you also have a page personally for you that's uh it's a like page or,
1: yeah so i I, I set i set this up um, i'm huge in social media man i just i i just thrive on it so i just at night i read books about it but like my goal is i need to find a way to set up so that our business never changes the way it is like i don't want to be the guy like in a desk and have like 17 managers that handle everything. So I'm going to find managers that take care of that shit so I can still be with my people. But, um, so I set up a business page. It's like an entrepreneur page or whatever, because on your personal page, as soon as you hit 5,000 likes, you can't get any more. And then everybody thinks you're a stuck up asshole, uh, because you won't accept a friend <laughs> request and I'm not the guy who's going to delete people or anything. So I was like, just go over here. People message me there. i message them back and, uh, my email, all
0: that stuff. So, absolutely. So, if you guys have any questions for Doug or myself or anything, shoot it. Post it down below. Any comments? Let us know, and we'll uh, we'll try to comment on anything that we can. We appreciate everybody tuning in too. This is uh, always a good time. And if you guys, please put uh, put your notifications on for whenever I'm doing that. My little plug of the night, I guess. So then I can. Uh, when I go live, I always try to do it somewhat consistent but with a full-time job it's hard to it's hard to always schedule it and with everybody else so
1: yeah you gotta do what you gotta do it yes you know I was thinking the other day I'm like you know people like think social media is so bad because there's so much like news and stuff on it but how cool is it that we're living in a world where you can watch like a tv show about exactly what you want to watch like about lt swap stuff (laughs) Right.
0: Awesome. Yeah, man, that's it's so cool. Or like this, like I have questions. I'll just I'll just hit up Doug and we'll just get on a split screen and we'll actually yeah. talk about it. If it was more technical, you could actually show the parts and pieces or whatever you had to do, but
1: Yep. Hey Danny, I think you're gonna have to talk to my girlfriend about that. He said I'm super cute, so comment. <laughs> <Danny Davis> kinda... <laughs>
0: so you're in you're out of Iowa, right? Yep. So we're
1: about, uh, we're in the Quad Cities. A lot of people have heard of the Quad Cities. It's not, I mean, we don't have donkeys walking around the streets here, (laughs) not too far from here. Uh, but we, we're about two hours from Chicago, two, two and a half hours from Chicago.
0: Oh, okay. So you're, you're pretty close always up there to like PRI or any of that, but you're also in the deep cold when it, when it wants to get cold where you're at, it'll,
1: it sucks. It's been, (laughs) it's been cold. So, um, Finally, getting motivated, get back in the garage. It's warming up a little bit. So,
0: <laughs> and then you—you uh, you said your girlfriend's out here in Colorado, so you, you travel out here.
1: Yeah, some. I work—I re- work remotely a lot. Um, I'll go out there a week or two a month, um, which lends itself really well to helping people because that kind of forces me to uh, talk to people, and it kind of balances out because I tend to sometimes I get my head in the garage too much and then I'm like, "Nope, got to get out and talk to people again. I don't want to become a <laughs> big box store. So it's pretty cool. Right. Um, so under- do you
0: have any, uh, I can touch on secondary fuel system on the Nova injector size, ECU type and fuel type. Yep. Uh,
1: so the Nova has a dual fuel system. So it's like, it actually works out perfectly for, um, drag week because uh, my buddy over at Tinworks Fabrication down the road from me built this badass fuel cell um, that I dreamed up and it's, I think it's like 16 gallons uh, pump gas for the direct injection um, which we run the LT4 system pump and injectors and then we have like a 6 gallon uh, race gas setup so both of the the regular DI system is uh, unique because uh I don't do like the, the PWM or any of that stuff. I actually run just a regular Magnafuel 4303 pump um, on that and then just return it like a normal fuel system, uh, which is what a lot of people don't know and are kind of scared about. But then on my secondary system, I just have a Magnafuel 4703. Uh, I run C16 um, on that one, which is nice. That one turns on at zero uh, KPA or zero PSI, I guess. Um, so as right as it's starting to get in the uh, boost, it's starting to pour in fuel. Um, you know, we, my goal on this project uh, was never to, like, stretch the DI system because um, the, I just know from just the design of the DI system that it has its shortcomings as far as big horsepower stuff. Um, and I spent a good six months or a year before I built this car reading kind of researching and going from different resource to resource to check into that. Basically what I learned is that the way it's designed is not made to push above certain power levels safely. Not that you can't deliver the fuel, but let's try and keep the motor together. And I had a lot of money in that motor. So uh, yeah, that one just goes through a set of FID 1600 injectors um, just run at standard 43 PSI uh, boost reference target same fuel air fuel that we do with, uh, like a standard LS motor, um, across the board. I haven't found anything overly crazy about it. We've been running this thing a little bit fat, but, uh, that's just probably more because we haven't leaned on it much. And, uh, that's about it. I mean, it's, I think people overthink this LT stuff a little bit too much. Um, and from what, um, what I think, uh, the world has proven is you see GM putting the port injection now on the LT5 at that bigger horsepower level than the LT4 sure. had, and uh, I think there's um, a lot of reason and proof behind why they're adding that secondary fuel system. Uh, I know the haters will say that, oh man, I made, I saw so and so made 1,500 on uh, DI only, and I mean that's cool if they get it to work, that's that's awesome. Um, I've seen a lot of piston failures and people uh, hurting valves and dropping valve seats and stuff on the high horsepower DI only stuff. So whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, I, that's why I rode a, a PI, uh, port injection system on mine.
0: Sure. And then it's easier to control. And all, if anybody hasn't played with a stock computer compared to an aftermarket ECU, it's, it's so much easier when you start playing with boost and just setting up your fuel maps and you're not – it, you're playing with one table, maybe two. You're not playing with 13 different tables that are trying to tell it to do it what it wants. So, uh, yeah, the
1: uh, the it. di the di system on that new computer is absolutely atrocious. Uh, basically, throw everything you know about tuning out the window. Uh, you're now into uh, you. You can't tune it. We tried to do a speed density on my car. Um, at least thus far with hp tuners or gm um you can't run speed density that motor wants to have a torque based fuel model and my god are there a lot of modifiers to it so um getting that right's tough and you know it's definitely has a lot of its own challenges behind it so um but yeah if you don't know about that uh hp tuners um is putting a lot of effort and um stuff into their gen five stuff they know it's the efi of the future and they have a pretty good handle on it one of when we finally got like my car to uh go 100 uh throttle uh jan muller from hp tuners was like the guy he i mean we had my brother does all the tuning for us but jan was like he was like on a text just blowing me back and forth blowing it up like he's like do this do this do this and you know so we're just like cause he'd never even messed with some of this stuff. So we were just trying things back and forth, but yeah, HP tuners is where it's at,
0: so. Yeah, so, and you're a dealer, right? Yeah, we're a dealer. So I'll be ordering a cable from you soon cause I'm gonna yeah. need one for that deal. Uh, do you have any, from what you've learned on it, for me doing just kind of basic swap, is there anything kind of weird with signals that you have to do to get it to, is there anything weird with the fuel system? and yeah so there's a there's a number
1: of um variations and sensors uh that they've done throughout the years that was one of our first struggles they have uh so you have to get the sensors right some of them still plug in the same but they're they're different uh which is different than the ls stuff in my opinion but um and then you know that motor has to have a uh a speed signal so the trucks the corvettes the camaros they all had a pulse uh vss signal which is a vr uh sensor from the factory that was on a wheel sensor and that's how it actually reads to um calculate the torque based fueling so that was another thing that we struggled Mm -hmm. with because we didn't have that hooked up originally so in like the ninth hour before drag week we were like i took a vr sensor out of a cam uh off of a coyote motor and like soldered two wires to it and then just rigged it up on my rear end to one of our billet uh uh drive okay. shaft wheels and then my brother went in and did all the calculations and scaled everything and then it was like here we are we're coming to life now uh so that's that's a big one that most people don't think uh-huh. about um the fuel system stuff's pretty straightforward as far as uh you can set the pressure to a constant um, from the factory. It wants to do a pulse width modifier or modulation on uh, on the fuel pump. I'm not sure why GM did that. Kind of like the old Ford stuff, um, but you can set that to a constant and do a return style fuel system, which I think is better. Um, yeah. I don't know beyond that. Uh, I'm sure there's We're more.
0: talking a little bit of Chinese, and I'm about ready to do a swap. So I'm like, oh man, I got to figure some stuff out, but. Yeah. I know that well, it depends but, on what companies you use and stuff too to get the harness and get the little get the yeah. little things set up. Yeah, so.
1: I think the important part is buying a harness from um, if you're not doing it yourself, buy it from somebody reputable that has like a reputation for that because sure. definitely way harder swap than an LS motor was. Uh, there's just a lot more going on and uh, everything's right. got to be right. And one of the things we struggled with is there's just I remember when we were doing the Novo, I was like, "Oh man," because you know when you if, if you've done like an LS or any other motor swap, you're like googling like this problem. Yeah. Like I realized in the middle of my Nova swap that I was the guy that should be writing those articles. So I'm like, <laughs> "There's not even anything to Google." So, uh, but yeah, if you get from a reputable person that understands it, and I'll always pick up the phone too. But um, sure. There's just a lot more intricacies with the with the harness, and I I hope with our new. Uh, um, YouTube reality documentary series that like it kind of will hopefully shed some light on a lot of that as we go through our next build and um, you know watch a video at night and hopefully learn a thing or two that'll save you 10 hours of sleeping on the couch so
0: <laughs> going to sleep mad because you can't figure it out and waking up the next oh, morning man. and still not know what the heck to do <laughs> yeah I yeah. Really get it man yeah that's still so rough, but when you're in the middle of a building, you're trying to get something done, that's where it's at, but that's what yeah. I was kind of looking at, too. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this LT, because then everybody's going to say it's an LS, but at least I'm not just LS swapping another vehicle, so I'll do something a little different, and yep, there's not a lot of info still to this day. I mean, you're kind of that one that's even through your uh, little blog write-ups and stuff about what you what you found. That's kind of really a lot of the information out there. I guess there's a few swaps now, but not, yeah, there's not a, a bunch. Few...
1: Uh, a lot of the guys you'll find are using just like the GM uh, harness plugged into a GM crate motor. and that works really okay because you're just putting power and grounds. Uh, right. So it's when you step outside of that that things get a little bit
0: uh, dicey. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to spray. I think I'm going to spray it because I, I want to have the mass airflow and I want to have all the just the, all the factory sensors on the car. So we'll see what it'll what it'll take. But
1: uh, yeah, it's kind of like, like well. Unlike a lot of stuff, you have to have a math sensor on the LT stuff. So just plan on – that's one thing that people don't plan on that you need to plan on. So.
0: Gotcha. Very cool. Uh, Danny and April are always uh, joking around in here.
1: <laughs> uh, I saw Brandon asked if I got new A-arms on the Nova. I did get new TRZ A-arms on the Nova. So. Cool.
0: What – the, uh, the Nova's got a, what, a 25, is it 25.5 car or 25? 25.5 car.
1: Um, the saving grace of that car is that um, it was a very well ironed out uh, chassis prior to me getting it. So that made things really easy once I finally did get the car running.
0: Easier. Yeah, the 7, uh, 90 pass or whatever in the video, it, it just kind of barely carries the wheels just a little bit and it sets down and rides right out through there. Working, yeah. working really good.
1: Yeah, we. Uh, the one thing I kind of neglected on this build because it was supposed to be more of a street car that kind of got out of control was uh, I didn't really get the weight ratios right. So the pass after we went 770, like we put one more degree of time in it just on the bumper. And uh, if you've ever raced a car with uh, electronic, electronic throttle body, you can't blip the throttle. Like I shifted gears and it was pouring a boost in and it was staying up and I booked the <laughs> throttle and I'm like, well, I'm dumping the throttle and it's going to break a arms or something. And uh, <laughs> I slammed it down and it broke a arms and left grooves from the transmission pan in the track. So that was fun.
0: But, Did you, what do you have in a glider or a 400? I think it's
1: got a 169 glide in it. Oh, okay.
0: Cool. What's that thing weigh? Is it pretty heavy?
1: Yeah. we Originally we thought it was going to be pretty light. Uh, but by the time we were all sitting, actually after it went seven seventy, I I was kind of under the assumption it went like it was like 3,000, three thousand thirty one hundred. I put it on the scales; it was like thirty three seventy. I'm like, geez, this thing is a, it's not by no means a welterweight. So
0: no, especially with the aluminum block and everything else, it's not like you can just go jerk weight out of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I'm, there's not much else to take weight out of that car. So it's just time to turn the boost up a little higher.
0: You're not worried uh, – you think the head sealing issue will be a lot better with the LT on boost? Because like, you are you yeah. got a four-bolt deal. There's no six-bolt block. So because of the bolt, or you think the design, or why, why do you think that will be better on the LTs?
1: Uh, they got a bigger head bolt from the factory. So um, without having to okay. do modifications, you have that. Um, to, I haven't had any issues. Uh, AES has that thing sealed up their own special way. I don't know what Tony did to that motor, but uh, – Yeah, I don't know. It it hasn't been an issue thus far. And, you know, I think uh, we all kind of jumped to six bolt heads way back in the day, thinking that there was a problem. And uh, I think a lot of the world jumps too soon. And a lot of it's tune up related and component related uh, as far as head sealing. So I'm not overly concerned about it. We haven't really, we've only put like 23, 24 pounds of boost to this thing so far. So Um, we'll see this year. I just saw Tristan from Precision messaging me, but he's going to send me some, send me some horsepower in the mail here in the next couple of days. So (laughs) those are always the best packages there. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I guess we start turning those 76s to like 33 pounds or something. And it might be a different story, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, that'll be cool, man. That's, that's part of it though. Figuring out the limit. Somebody has got to be the first.
1: Yeah. Yep. I'm not afraid to break shit either, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to do. It's, it's cool. I mean, having a world record of anything other than it's a blue car with a white top and it's got these wheels on it. So you're the fastest now, but you've been the fastest with that engine. That's, that's saying something. And Not not some crazy chassis either. Like you said, 3,300 pounds, it's pretty it's common. Got, so it's it's really got
1: buggy springs and a drag radio, man. <laughs> I, I know when we when we first set that record, I mean we we crushed it by like a, over a second and everybody's like, "Oh man, you're not as heavy." I was like, "Dude, I will put the weight in this car and still drag the next guy down the track." So
0: <laughs> There's a there's a truck overseas, right? That have you seen that? It's like a single yeah, cab the, twin turbo truck. Those guys
1: uh those guys got it going. I think it's uh Tacoma Motorsports, but man, those guys got it going. I talked to uh I don't know, the guy's name's slipping my mind now, but uh that guy is a very intelligent um individual he kind of helped hp tuners way back like he's way more pioneer than i could ever intend to be but they're going fast with trucks (laughs) like heavy trucks that's crazy
0: yeah yeah that thing looked like it was moving pretty good i was like well it's cool to see some of the builds though and they're different and they're they're different but they're the same they're not too far off from what everybody's doing so
1: yeah and i think he uh I wish I remembered his name, but I, I think he has a uh, 5.3 in the one truck, so that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a twin turbo. I think it's got good internals or something I read on there or
1: mm-hmm. whatever,
0: but either way, that's a big truck that is making some power, so it's cool it's to – Making some steam, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else you guys got? Any, uh, any last questions before we Oops. take care of this dude? Or big uh, drop systems?
1: Yeah, no, I plug my phone in. I I charge my phone about four times every day.
0: Great. So any uh any last question? This is your uh, time, guys. Doug has a lot of knowledge in any of that LT stuff, or just in parts in general, or two JZs for life.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, you know, everybody. There's always one guy in the crowd.
0: <laughs> there's always got to be someone.
1: Well, Tristan. Um. Yeah, like I said, if anybody else has questions, my phone's always on. Um, I might not respond to you instantly, but I'll get back to you. I always circle back a little ways on my messages. And uh, you can reach us at uh, motionraceworks.com. Pretty fun to watch our uh, motion-manufactured parts at the top of our uh, online store because every day the list keeps growing bigger and bigger. So um, there'll be a lot more LT stuff on there in the next uh, month or two. So. And if someone
0: wants to uh, become a dealer of your parts, is that something that you're doing or is that uh, also just you?
1: We're strategically looking for dealers um, throughout the U.S. We want to make sure that the people that are our dealer we take care of and they take care of us. Um, One of the things we struggle with with some of the big, big businesses that have multiple locations is just getting like, stuff there and the amount of days that they need it by because everybody thinks about stuff on Wednesday and are, they're going racing on Friday. So luckily we've teamed yeah. up with some pretty cool companies um, around the U.S. and uh, you know our, our whole goal is to make sure that the, that the people we team up with kind of have the same ideals as us. So, I saw Absolutely. Brandon uh, Strauss asked what the ET goal with the Nova was this year. Uh, it's going six ninety nine, or I'm hanging the rods out the side of it. So I'll put that on.
0: <laughs> go, go! Uh, beat some people in some no preps, and then get towards the end of the year and turn that thing up and see what happens.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that sounds like a good plan. We'll see how the Leaf Springs in no prep. I feel like we might be fight, fighting an uphill battle, but I'm uh, sure to give it a shot.
0: Yeah, It happens. I, I'm uh I'm putting on a race July, uh July twenty eighth. Thin air here in Pueblo. So if you awesome. feel like loading the car up and coming out, it's a little no prep race we do here. It's not some big crazy payouts, but it's a great time with really cool cars and people and everything. Just kind of your, that hometown feel, I guess, to it. So yeah. Congrats uh, for it. What's, the, and, what's the elevation what's that? in Pueblo? So elevation in Pueblo is 4,600, but if you go DA on any given time, you're talking 6,000 plus easy.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So but you gotta you, you gotta come out here and try to uh play with the tune a little bit. Boosted car is not so bad 'cause it it'll make up for it makes its own air, so it's not as detrimental to the tune on boosted cars, but it's uh it's fun, it's a good time and you're more than welcome to come out and if you need anything to get out here, just let me know and I'll give you all the info or whatever you need. So love to have yeah. you out here to I know come I've
1: seen out. pictures of that track. There's are there even guardrails up there or?
0: Oh yeah, yeah no, it's uh it's concrete. It's oh, okay. actually got a new surface as of uh, new concrete surface a few years ago. And then what it is is you have the track, and then you got like six to eight foot of dirt, and then you have the concrete walls. So it's not like some of the K-Rail tracks where it's real tight. You got plenty of room, plenty of shutdown. Uh, it's came around pretty well in the last few years, and that's awesome. A lot of things happening and everything. So. The city invested some money into it, so it's pretty good. It's it's a good time. That's cool. plan, uh Karen's finally coming out. Thanks, Karen. They were out here last year helping some guys uh thin air and it was a it's it's just a good time. Uh, it's not gonna be some fifty thousand a wind deal or whatever, but I know you like no. Colorado anyway, so give you give you a reason to come out and hang out.
1: Yeah, if either of the cars are out there at that time I'm definitely coming down, so
0: Cool man. Well, uh if there's anything else you got or wanna tell the people or No. I don't think so, man. Like, I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate everybody tuning in for us and hanging out and chatting and listening to what we have to say tonight. And I'll be back with another one. I'm sure I'll put Doug on here again. Maybe when it gets closer with his uh, build, we'll get get you on here and talk some more about it and see what you come up with on it. Cool, man. Right on, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. And we'll uh, talk to you soon. All right, buddy. We'll see you. See ya.